in gambling a lot of the time. Basically, you just have to like find situations where it's comfortable to do one thing, where everybody's doing one thing, and then decide I'm going to do the other. Hey, what's up, everybody? GP13 here. Sorry about being a day late with this episode. Just been in the lab grinding a uh, couple of juggling a couple of things, a couple couple cool uh, cool things to look out from in the future for me. So those will be coming out. We'll tell you more about that later. But for this episode, this is something I, I've been thinking about doing for a little bit. And I I heard a podcast with someone who was like essentially what kind of traits, how would you build a successful entrepreneur, right? And I wanted to tweak it and say, what kind of traits, what kind of experiences would you want to give somebody to build from the ground up, someone who can win seven figures uh, from gambling, from advantage play, from betting on sports, whatever it is, right? And let's get right into it. So I think if I'm thinking big picture, making money in gambling is takes two things. It takes money and it takes skill, right? Now, the first thing, and I'm going to leave out hard work because that's obvious. Like the biggest hack to anything in life is just like work hard at the right thing. If you do that, you'll do well. Like it's, it just can't be beat. So if we take away the obvious, obvious stuff, what specifically to gambling uh, will get you outsized returns? What kind of traits would you need specific to gambling to be successful, right? Money is number one. Now you might say like, well, oh, I don't have a big big bankroll. I've done a lot of episodes on this where like like I personally started with a $150 deposit on full tilt poker when I was 18. So many people who have come on the pod the podcast have had, you know, hundred dollar deposits or whatnot and run that up six figures. So having money isn't necessarily a requirement, but what is a requirement is having good personal money management, good personal money management, because here, let me give you two situations. Gambler A makes $10,000 a month betting on sports. Gambler A also spends, you know, $3,000 on rent. $2,000 on eating out and DoorDash, $2,000 on clothes and random shit. And then he already owes money to the IRS because he's, you know, past the, past the uh, tax cutoff there. Gambler 2 makes $5,000 a month gambling, right? These are, you know, let's say like, let's even say Gambler 2 is less skilled. Gambler two has a roommate and pays like eight hundred, a thousand bucks for rent. Gambler two cooks all their meals, spends five hundred on groceries, and you know, two hundred on recreation. Who is doing better? Gambler two is doing better because what's happening is Gambler two is going to be building their own bankroll, right? They're living a little frugally at first, but 
they're stashing cash each and every month. And they might be even getting better at betting. So while they're increasing their skill, they're also increasing their bankroll. And then that's going to take off exponentially. But you can only do that if you're not spending all the money that you make. You're only going to get those exponential returns if you plug the leaks in your boat that like you, you know the money flows out of. And for me, this was my number one biggest problem. So that's why I put this first. It wasn't even like a poker bankroll management problem because I was staked, right? It was a spending problem. I never like plugged my spending to make sure that I could build my own personal bankroll so that I could take advantage of, you know, my skill by backing myself or by being able to bet bigger amounts, right? In sports betting. So this is the number one thing. And, you know, I I can't stress enough how important it is to be conscientious with your spending during your gambling career if you want to, you know, if you want to seriously uh, pursue this. So strong money management is skill number one. Be strong money management will eventually equal having a big bankroll and having the ability to compound your bankroll. Key. That's that's half the equation is just like keeping and building your bankroll, protecting and building, protect, build, protect, build, right? This is the other half. So that's one half of the whole equation is just that. Second half is all the skill stuff, right? So the first trait in the skill section is you have to be willing to question yourself. And the most obvious example of this is betting overs and unders. As humans, we are just naturally inclined to want to bet overs. A few reasons. One, there's always a chance that we can we can hit it hit it early, um, and it, you're rooting for something to happen instead of for something not to happen. You want to root for people to do well instead of do poorly whatever it is, right? So if you're you're rooting for these these overs and we've seen like I've talked to many people on the other side of the counter and they're taking like 85% overs and 15% unders. So for a long time it's been slightly better to bet the under. Um is what it is. And the reason that that is the case is you're going against your human instinct to bet the over and gambling. A lot of the time, basically you just have to like find situations where it's comfortable to do one thing where everybody's doing one thing and then decide I'm going to do the other. You know, that's, that's, I don't think like there's many successful, successful gamblers who aren't contrarians at heart because so many people lose because they all do the same shit that feels comfortable and that like they can talk to their their buddies about like oh yeah you know can't believe lebron didn't do xyz i don't know who the fuck cares like i bet is under because it, you know the model said so or the market said so move on right and that's the other thing is like sometimes you have to be able to like give that explanation to yourself or to others you don't know others any explanation, but like you have to be comfortable saying like, oh yeah, like the market moved this way and like I took the under on LeBron. I don't know anything about basketball, but like whatever, that's still the right bet. 
when someone else might know a lot about basketball and they're going to be like, how can you take the under on LeBron? Because he always kills the Pelicans, blah, 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 blah. And they're just wrong, but they have a lot more anecdotal knowledge about basketball. So you have to be able to like be okay with disagreeing with that person, even though like on the surface they might have seem to have more knowledge than you, right? So you have to be able to like question people like that who are just spitting out bullshit and stick with a method that a lot of people are gonna like look down upon or think you're crazy, but it's just because they don't they don't understand it, right? So you have to be contrarian. You have to be okay with going against like the grain, going against your base instincts. Okay, third skill is a devotion to process. And it blends in with this fourth one, which I'm going to put these together actually. I had them written as different, but devotion to process and ability to think and judge your results long term. So I think these are one kind of. Devotion to process. I think, you know, the it was the Sixers, right? They're like, trust the process, trust the process. What this means is you go in and you you do the things that you can control. So that's whatever it is, you know, set up your set up your system, you know, whatever it is. If you have bots, if you're using an odd screen, if you're doing some type of correlation play, like go in, uh, attack your edge, you know, define it, attack it, bet it. And then, you know, evaluate it or whatever. But just know that, like, what happens after you've done the stuff that you, that you can control shouldn't affect you. Now, of course, it will. We're humans. But you have to put all your energy into the process of actually getting the bets down. Once they're down, there's nothing else you can do. The game plays out. And honestly, you should check out, not watch the game, go do something else, go do something productive, right? So if you're focused on the process, you do have to keep track of your results, but you should judge them in the long run. That means like if you lose a bet, and this this is something I see a lot, is someone will like send me a slip they lost. And it'll always be a slip like they lost by one. You know, it's like a five leg on prize picks. And they're like, oh, you know, this loss, like, what did I do wrong? It's like, I don't know, no clue. Like pretty good. You know, four for five is is better than you're normally gonna do. That's like in the top top percent, you know, percentiles of your your slips that you're gonna put in. I've no clue. Like sometimes you just lose. So anytime you you get a bet in and you're like, wow, this is such a great bet, and then it loses, you have to be like, All right, well, still was probably a great bet. There's there's nothing I can really learn right now unless there's some market movement or news or something that came out that might make you want to reevaluate what happened. But usually it's just going to be like, okay, I lost. Now you still need to keep track of your results because you're going to judge them in the long term, right? Over a couple hundred bets, you might sit down and take a look and be like, is this working? I mean, there's been times when, when, you know, Dame and I, we've had losing streaks and, we'll have conversations and we're like, okay, this was probably fine because of, you know, whatever, maybe we got a lot of CLV or maybe everything we put in could have been like arbed at another site. So it's like, it has to be good or, or whatever, like it doesn't really matter, but we'll go through like, okay, is this good? Is this bad? And then if there is a situation where we think, 
we might be missing something, keep an eye on it, right? Try and figure out at what point we want to make a judgment call based on, you know, the results, but it can't be, it can't be short term. Like you can't one day of betting really should not change your process. If it's, if nothing spectacular happens, like if all that happens is you don't get, you know, you get your normal amount of CLV and you just like lose every bet. Okay. That's going to happen. Like that, that's nothing. Go on to the next day, right? And it's hard to think like that. We're not trained to think like that. So that kind of falls back into the going against the grain, going against what's comfortable. Like that's very, very important. Now, I think basically if, if you have that, if you're, you know, if you have good money management, you think outside the box, you're not afraid to think differently. You focus on the process not on the results. This could be, could also be, you know, thinking in terms of EV with the results and with the process, right? So, and then judging stuff in the long run. If you were that type of person somehow, and I think people get molded into that through their gambling, like it, it, it did to me. No one kind of starts out like this, but if somehow you are that type of person and you sit down and you catch one of like Alex Monahan's videos on YouTube and then you find Odds Jam and you find a screen and you're hardworking and you put the time in, you'll make six figures. Like if you're that type of person, it's going to be pretty much impossible for you to not make six figures if you put the time in and focus in, right? It might not be worth the trade-off, worth the time for some people, but if you possess all those traits, I think that this would be relatively easy for you to make six. Now, what are the, the, the traits that will take you to seven? I think... This one's debatable because I know people who don't have this and still have made seven figures uh, gambling, betting on sports. This is actually now betting on sports because this this skill. It's domain expertise in a sport. I always talk about um, I always talk about focus, find your niche, you know, go all out on on something and you know be the best you can there because that's how you're going to win if you put all your focus into um whatever it is you know i we do golf other people will do baseball or basketball props or they'll even do like basketball play player injury news and that's like their whole thing right it's all about knowing the rotations the injuries and getting down knowing exactly like how certain players being in or out will affect will affect like lineups and totals and, and you know the point spread and the player props. People do that, they'll make like seven figures a year just doing that, being laser focused. So I think the easiest way to kind of like kind of hop up the pyramid in terms of betting is to just focus. Because here's the thing. And this is a great example. So someone like uh Rufus Peabody, he's a great golf better, uh more successful golfer than me and Dame. Uh, but he also like bets football, bets basketball, you know, bets a lot of stuff. He's an incredible better. And if, you know, we want to compete, it's not realistic to think like we'll just compete on everything. Like if we want to, you know, move up the ladder, it's better to just stick to one thing and laser focus in because if we focus on one thing, you know, that's our best shot. Because we're not 
you know, we're, we're coming from behind. So you got to stack the deck in your favor, right? I would suggest to anybody who's, you know, not at that high, high level yet to stack the deck in your favor as much as you can and focus in on one sport and get domain expertise in that sport. And it'll make it a lot easier to not only follow the market, but find any edges that might come up. Okay, and and while domain expertise is a negotiable, I think, for getting to seven figures, these next two, the last two, non-negotiables. Number one, networking. I I just think it's so important to to build a network here. There's there's so many reasons. Getting betting partners, getting information, because that's what that's what betting is, right? It's 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 the information that you can get. Either you create it yourself, get it from other people, do a hybrid, you know, get information from some people, have your own information you give them back or, or whatever it is. And then what you do with that information, getting it down, right? So one way to get information is to originate. That's very, very hard. And I think you can only do it really well for one or two sports, but you can get, you can get good information for every sport if you play if you play your cards right right if you trade some of your domain knowledge or someone else's so with and the only way to do that is networking so what you can do essentially networking is leveraging your originating or leveraging your information so there's no way that you as a single person could output more information than somebody who has a network of a bunch of different sharp betters, even if you're a better originator than them, they're gonna know what so and so is doing. And you know, the hockey guy, the baseball guy, they're like, Oh, I have a baseball guy, I know a guy who does soccer corners. This is something you hear from people who've been in the, the industry for a while. They'll be like, Yeah, like I had a guy doing like NBA free throws or just random stuff, and it's like, Okay, and they're getting information from him because for whatever reason, they're giving him accounts. They're, you know, helping them get down. They're just friends or something, whatever it is, someone who's well-connected is going to just, who's well-connected, well-respected and gets good information is going to have such an advantage over someone who's super skilled, but skilled in a bubble. So I think the easiest way to expand your operation and your, you know, your service area attacking the book, you know, getting down on more sports is to network get information, share information, etc. And then the last skill that is incredibly important is operational skill and automation skill. You want to be able to automate as much as you can, and that's going to be in every aspect of your operations, right? So an obvious one is automating your, you know, your betting process and some people might do that through you know creating one of the devigging bots that you see uh on people's discord and then having some proprietary version that they might just use for themselves or automating your model as you know to be, have as few manual inputs as as possible that's actually something i'm doing right now is like a big overhaul switching from excel to python and having everything run a little more smoothly a little less uh, manually and hoping to save a lot of time plus add some capabilities right so that's the obvious one is automate finding your bets you know seeing the market 
movement, whatever it is, alerts, um, bots, whatever. The other thing is the backend operations, right? Like if you're pushing to seven figures, you're going to have a lot of, you're going to have a lot of movement parts. You're going to be getting information and using betting partners. And there's going to be a lot of pieces flying around that you need to take into account for, you know, taxes, for bankroll management, for just knowing where, you know, where the fuck your money is. That's something that are embarrassing to, to say, like, until recently, it's been pretty hard to, to keep track of. And, you know, what we do is we, we have a, a great team that helps us with, with accounting and grading and, you know, partner balances and whatnot. And that's, that's huge because you're just not going to be able to like, you can't do everything. So, so yeah, you're going to have to learn how to like work with people, hire people, uh, outsource work and all of this, you know, work with your accountants not just your internal, but the external when you're doing your taxes, make that as smooth as possible um, and whatever it is. And that's, so you're running a business, right? At that, at that point, you're running a business. You know, syndicates are just biz- businesses, right? They're like hedge funds or whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, most, most people who are moving serious money in sports betting, they're not just one person. I know this came up uh, on Twitter a little bit ago, and there's like there's a better AD who kind of takes a lone wolf approach. And as far as I know, like he's got to be the most successful person who takes that approach. But I know he's you know open. You know he he shares information. Definitely is part of the community. But um, most most of the big betters, you know, AD aside are are working with a team with at least one other person and probably uh, a few more so if you're if you're looking to scale to that size it's going to be about having operational aptitude being able to run a team being able to scale a business right because when you're pushing to seven figures that's that's what it's becoming so anyway i've i've been wanting to do this for a while i think this is a cool a cool concept that I've been kicking around in my head. I think there's more to dig into here on like what maybe past experiences or past walks of life someone could come from that would make them an ideal better. But when I think about, you know, all, all the obvious things aside, what are the, those key traits, those key um, commonalities between winning betters. And I, you know, I think that this is an outline. I'm sure I missed some, but it's important to, to think about these things and to kind of be honest with yourself because like I said, there's been a bunch of there's been a bunch of these where I've been lacking. The the you know, the personal finance was bad. I was a poor networker for a really long time. Um operationally like not very strong. So and you know, these are these are things that I now work on. And I see the big picture, right? And the big picture is more than just fine bet, place bet. You know, if you could just bet, you know, the, as much as you wanted at DraftKings, that probably would be it and you'd live a great life. But the reality of this industry is, you know, you have to work hard to to sell your information for the right price. So anyway, hope that helped everybody and I will see you all on the next episode. <laughs>